Good morning and happy Easter to you. I'm so happy that you joined us today. Today is such an important day. I think sometimes we forget how important today is. Not because it's a day we gather with family, not because it's kind of the beginning of spring and we feel like we finally survived the winter, not even because we're sentimental and we remember Easter's in the past from our childhood and all the things that we love about that. Today is an important day because everything that we believe is built upon the rock, the foundation of what Easter means for us, about what today means for us. Jesus came to earth. He lived a totally perfect and sinless life, but he willingly went to the cross for you and I, and he took every single sin upon humanity, of humanity upon his shoulders, and he bore it on the cross, and then he died to take on our punishment. Now, what does that mean? So I want you to imagine this. Hey, kids, I want you to imagine that your mom has told you you cannot go in the pantry and have another cookie. And yet you know that you really want one, even though you know you're not supposed to. And so you go in and you do it anyway. You take the cookie off the shelf and you eat it. And all of a sudden, here comes mom and you totally get busted because you did something that you knew you weren't supposed to do. And so your mom looks at you and she says, okay, your punishment is no iPad for the whole rest of the week because you broke the rules. Even you did something wrong and you knew it was wrong. Well, imagine if in that same moment, all of a sudden your brother comes in and walks in front of you and says, okay, you know what, mom? I'm going to take my brother's consequence. I'm going to take on the consequence. I know that he was the one that took the cookie. I know he was the one that disobeyed. I know that he deserves that punishment. But instead, I am going to take it on. I will not use my iPad for a whole week. I will satisfy that consequence for my brother because I love him so much. That is exactly what Jesus did on the cross for us. We deserve that sin, or we deserve the punishment for our sin. We were the ones that did it. And yet Jesus came and said, I am going to take on that consequence for you because I love you so much. Now you might be thinking, that's not fair. It, uh, they should have to pay for what they did. And you're totally right. That's true. We should have to pay for all of the wrong things that we have done. But Jesus knew that because of our broken human nature, carrying the punishment for our sins, it would just be too much for us. We would never be able to do it. And so Jesus, because he loved us so much, said, you know what? I'm going to come. I'm going to take that consequence for them. And I am going to die on the cross for them. The Bible tells us that our sins, the things that we do wrong, they're a big deal. Romans 6.23 says the wages of sin is death. What that means is that the consequence that we would be given for the things that we've done wrong is death. Sin keeps us separated from God. And that means that we couldn't be with God. We couldn't have a relationship with him because he's perfect and he can't be around sin. And our sin also causes us to make bad choices and makes our lives stumble out of control. And eventually that lives to, leads to death in all kinds of ways. The wages of our sin is death. The consequence for our sin is death. But the second half of that verse shows thus the good news of Jesus Christ. But the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. 
that means because Jesus took our punishment, because he took our consequence on the cross, suddenly we don't have to take that punishment anymore. He took it for us, and he took it for us because he loved us. The punishment has been satisfied. What an amazing thought that God loved us so much that he took our punishment. But the story doesn't stop right there because Jesus didn't stay in the grave. Jesus is alive. Now, I had some of our big top kids and our homestead youth read you this portion of scripture that talks about the resurrection of Jesus Christ. So I want you to check that out. Matthew 28, 1 through 7. After the Sabbath. After the Sabbath. After the Sabbath at dawn. On the first day of the week. Mary Magdalene and the other Mary. Mary Magdalene and the other Mary went to look at the tomb. There was a violent earthquake. There was a violent earthquake. For an angel of the Lord came down from heaven. And going to the tomb, rolled back the stone and sat on it. His appearance was like lightning. And his clothes were white as snow. The guards were so afraid of him that he shook and fell like dead men. They shook and became like dead men. The angel said to the woman, the angel said to the woman, Do not be afraid. Do not be afraid. Do not be afraid, for I know that you are looking for Jesus who was crucified. He is not here. He is not, not here. here. He is not here. He is not here. He has risen. He is not here. He has risen, just as he said. This as he said. He has risen, just as he said. Come and see the place where he lay. Come and see the place where he lay. Then go quickly and tell his disciples. And tell his disciples he has risen from the dead he has risen from the dead he has risen he has risen from the dead he's risen from the dead that's the heart of what we're talking about today jesus is risen he is alive he is no longer in the grave and so just like how jesus dying on the cross means something really important to us Jesus coming back to life also means something really important to us. And that's what I want to talk about today. Because Jesus lives, I live. The truth is because Jesus died, I don't have to die anymore for my sins. But also, because Jesus is alive, it means that I get to be fully alive. John 14, 19 says, since I live, you will also live. Another version says, and because I live, speaking of Jesus, because I live, you will live. So what does that mean? It means that when Jesus took on all the brokenness and pain and darkness of sin and died, he paid the penalty. But when he rose again, he defeated brokenness and darkness and sin and pain. And now it no longer has power over us. He broke the power of those things when he rose from the grave. Because he lives the things that we face every single day in our lives. They don't have to defeat us. They don't have to have power over us. One of my favorite songs in the world is an old song written by a woman named Gloria Gaither. And Gloria Gaither wrote this song in 1969. Now, she was going through a really hard time in her life. Her husband had been very ill. They had just come through a really long winter. They were going through some personal criticism and some challenges with some people they were working with. 
And in society, out in the world, it was just a really tumultuous time. There was uh, riots going on, race riots. There was a big drug problem in our country. There was a big movement of people saying that God was dead. And it was just a really um, kind of sad time in history. And Gloria was pregnant with her third child. And on New Year's Eve, she was sitting in her house, and she was just dealing so much with crippling fear and anxiety. She was looking at her own life. She was looking at the world out, um, outside of her home. And it just looked so dark and bleak and broken. And she was thinking about this child that was growing inside of her. She was pregnant with her third baby. And she started thinking, Lord, I just don't know. Is it bringing this sweet baby into this kind of world? I just, I'm so scared about that. And she was feeling overwhelmed by that. And in that moment, that is when she felt the presence of Jesus just come and settle over her. She said it just kind of poured over her that Jesus said to her, it's going to be okay because I'm alive. None of those things that feel so scary right now have any power over you because I live, you will live. And out of that moment came the words to one of my favorite songs called Because He Lives. And the lyrics go like this, because he lives... I can face tomorrow because he lives all fear is gone because I know he holds the future and life is worth the living just because he lives isn't that amazing life beats death joy beats sorrow light beats darkness when Jesus stepped out of that tomb he broke the power of all of those things over us. Now, those things still exist in the world, and we still are encountered with them every single day. But because we belong to Christ, they don't have any power over us. We don't have to be a slave to any of those things anymore. Because Jesus lives, we get to live. So I want to quickly share two ways in which Jesus' resurrection means life for you today. The first is this, abundant life. John 10.10 says, The thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy, but I came that they might have life and they might have it abundantly. Other versions say, I've come to give them a full life, a satisfying life, a rich life. Jesus went on that cross and stepped out of that grave so that you could have a full, abundant, purposeful life. Now, one commentary that I was reading this week said this, and I love it. He said, we might have it more abundant, abundantly, literally, that they may have abundance or that which abounds. The word denotes that which is not absolutely essential to life, but which is super added to make life happy. Thou shalt not merely have life, simple, bare existence, but you shall have all these super added things which are needed to make that life eminently blessed and happy. It would be a vast mercy to just keep men merely from annihilation of hell. But Jesus will give us eternal joy, peace, society of the blessed, and all those exalted means of felicity which are prepared for them in the world of glory. I have to say super added is my new favorite word. That Jesus came to super add all these great abundant things to your life. It's, it's amazing that he saved us from our sins. But he came to give us more than that, to super add abundant life to your life. 
Jesus didn't conquer death so that you could live a bored, fearful, anxious-ridden, Netflix-binging experience. He walked out of that grave to super-add blessing and life to you. I think that many of us forget that, and we settle living just like everybody else, as if Jesus never came out of that grave and broke that power over us. We just go through our days with the same perspective as everyone else. And instead of realizing that resurrection life has been given to us, we just go through the motions like everyone else. We don't take that power that breaks fear and anxiety. We don't take that power that promises us peace, that passes all understanding, even if the circumstances are anything but peaceful. Jesus has died and he rose from the grave so that we can have peace in the middle of a storm. We have joy that comes from the knowledge that we're forgiven and loved so deeply by God. And we have something that gives us purpose every single day because we have a message to tell the whole world about this good news. I don't know about you, but this time right now where it feels like everything has been stripped away, I think a lot of us are realizing the emptiness in our lives. If we don't have Jesus, if we don't have that thing waking us up every morning, to drive us, to tell others about him, to show the love of Christ, our lives can feel pretty empty once you take away all the other trappings. But we realize that because of Christ, we have a purpose every single day. We have an abundant life given to us by him. Jesus has super added amazing things to your life, and you don't have to live a dull, boring, mundane life anymore because Jesus is alive. So you are fully alive. You and I can have abundant life. Secondly, because Jesus is alive, you and I get to have eternal life. John 3.36 says, Whoever believes in the Son has eternal life. Whoever disobeys the Son will not have life, and he will remain under God's punishment. When we choose to believe in Jesus, we are granted eternal life. When we recognize our own sinful nature and ask God to forgive us of our sins and become the Lord of our lives, we are fully forgiven and our relationship with God is fully restored. And this is what that means. When we die, we will go to heaven to be with Jesus forever. The knowledge that we have this eternal life with Jesus to look forward to makes all the difference in the world. I want you to imagine that you were going on a road trip with your family. Let's say you decided to all load in the car and you were going to go to Disney World. And so you all got in the car and, and loaded up everything and you started the 22 hours it was going to take to go to Disney World. Now that trip feels really long, but you know what feels longer? The trip back. Why does the trip back feel longer? Because you've already done the fun thing. On the way there, it might be long and boring, and you might be fighting with your siblings in the car, but you're looking forward to where you're going. It feels like, yeah, I know this is kind of hard right now, but guess where we're going? It's worth the trip because we know when we get there, we're going to be able to go to Disney World, and it's going to be amazing. It's the same thing with us. This is not our home. We are going to spend eternity with Jesus. We are just passing through. And when we keep our eyes on the destination of where we're headed, when we know that we will spend eternity with Jesus Christ, this world loses the monotony because we're just passing through. When you and I are, I know that our destination is spending all eternity with Jesus. Nothing compares to that. 
And we can have that assurance that our future is secure with Jesus in heaven forever when we give our lives to him. A lot of people live in fear because they don't know what will happen, so they're terrified of death because they don't know what will happen afterwards. I can't tell you the peace that comes to my heart. I know my eternity is secure because I put my faith in Jesus Christ. He is the Lord of my life. I know that as soon as my life here is done, that I'm going to be with him forever. And I can't wait. That's my destination. I can't wait to be with my Jesus forever. This is the confidence that we get to have as believers. 1 Corinthians 15, 55, and 57 says, Oh, death, where is your victory? Death, where is your sting? For sin is the sting that results in death, and the law gives sin its power. But thank God, he gives us victory over sin and death through our Lord Jesus Christ. The knowledge that our eternal life is secure when we know Jesus, it takes the sting out of death. doesn't mean that it's not hard. But we know our destination is forever with Jesus. We can have the assurance of eternal life. I love this song, In Christ Alone. I've been thinking of this one line in it quite a bit in the season we've been in. And it says this, No guilt in life, no fear in death. This is the power of Christ in me. From life's first cry to final death, Jesus commands my destiny. No power of hell, no scheme of man can ever pluck me from his hand till he returns or calls me home. Here in the power of Christ, I'll stand. Today, you can know that your future is secure. You can know and have absolute assurance that you will have eternal life with Jesus Christ. John eleven twenty five. 25, Jesus says this to a woman. He said to her, I am the resurrection and I am the life. The one who believes in me will live even though they die. When you confess your need for Christ, ask him to forgive you of your sins and invite him to be in charge of your life, you become saved. You become a follower of Christ. You become a believer. And the Bible says that when you do that, your name is written in a book in heaven called the book of life. And now you know that you have eternal life and your future is safe with Jesus. Jesus is alive, so you are alive. Fully alive in this life and confident that you will have eternal life with him forever. So I hope you know today, because Jesus lives, you get to live. Because he lives, you can face tomorrow. Because he lives, fear is broken over you. Because he lives, you can know that when you die, you'll be with him forever. Because he is alive, you are alive. Let's pray. Jesus, I just pray for anyone today, Father, first of all, who might not have that assurance of salvation. Lord, maybe they don't have that peace that comes from knowing that when they die, they will go to heaven to be with you. So Jesus, today, anyone who wants to invite you to be Lord of their life, I just pray right now that they would open up their hearts, that they would recognize their need for you, and that they would ask you to come into their lives to be their Lord, to be their Savior, and that today you would fill them with the peace that comes in knowing that their eternity is secure with you. 
Lord, I pray today would be the day of salvation, that people would accept you, that they would give their lives fully to you. And Lord, I thank you that you've promised us eternal life in the next world, but you've also promised us abundant life in this world. And so, Lord, maybe there are those that have walked with you for a long time, but they have, they have not picked up the truth that because you walked out of that grave, that they don't have to live a boring, mundane life, that there is abundant life for them today. I pray that today would be the day that we all grab a hold of what that means for us. The fact that you conquered the grave means that we conquered the grave too. And we don't have to live in fear and anxiety and brokenness and darkness. Jesus, those things will try and come at us. But because the same spirit that raised Christ Jesus from the dead lives in us, we are no longer bound by any of those things. And that today we would walk in your resurrection life. In Jesus' name, amen.